Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 8 of the Sam Dever podcast. I am your host, Sam Dever. In this episode, I talk to my great friend, going back many, many, many years ago to the Las Vegas days, Shane Allen of Carmelo Vision. Shane is a brilliant graphic designer and artist and just overall amazing human being. He lives in Tokyo, uh, so it's been really cool to communicate with him over the years on what it's like over there and him giving me some worldly insights to a part of the world that I've never been. And we just always have a great conversation. And Shane's one of those people where we may not talk to each other for a while, but the whenever we do or whenever we shoot a message to each other, it's like we never left. I just have a really strong soul and creative connection to him. I've worked with him on several creative projects and he's just an amazing human being and artist and I'm grateful to know him. And I really look forward to you listening to this conversation. The book of the episode, we're going to go with Marcus Aurelius's Meditations. Oh, I don't know if you can see it. <laughs> the light's kind of bright. But what I love about this book is it's one of those books where you can read not even a page a day. It's broken up in little paragraphs. You can read one paragraph or sentence and have something to think about for the rest of the day. This was Marcus Aurelius's work that he never really intended to publish. Uh, it was just his personal diary, and you really see why he was the leader he was or the mind he had. It's a lot of truth in this book on how to live your life and how, you know, we don't have a lot of time here, so make the best of it. So, again, thank you all for tuning in, and check out my conversation with Shane. See? All right. I assume that means we're going. So Shane Allen, excuse me, Mr. Shane Allen, also known as Carmelo Vision, welcome to the Sam Dever podcast. Oh, great to be here, man. It's been a minute since we've uh, last talked. Yeah, it's great to see you digitally. Digitally. And like the whole beard experience is just like a whole new, <laughs> a I'm glad whole you, new adventure right now. You're my inspiration, or you're at least one of them. Because your beard yeah. game, how long, how long ago, how many years has it been now that you've really focused in on the beard game like you have? It's been about two years. I mean, yeah. Yeah, even like much before that too, like I would explore for two weeks one day and just like grow it out just to stubble and just like look in the mirror and be like, ah, this ain't it and just shave it. And then, yeah, you know, I came out in Japan, had a girlfriend who was just like, yeah, just, you know, grow it out. And I was like, fine, fuck it. Let's just see what it looks like. And then, yeah, I fell in love. The rest is history. So, <laughs> well, the not rest only is history. The rest love. is just growing, yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure several others fell in love, too. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, too, with, like, beards. It's like it, you don't know what you're capable of until you actually give it a chance. And somebody – this has now been almost a couple years where I started to grow it out a little bit. I'm still – I'm not on your level yet. But uh, someone who had a very strong beard game saw what I was trying to do. And they're like, yeah. hey, man, I see that you're pushing through the awkward stage of it. They're just like, keep going. <laughs> right, 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 right. And I've heard something where you, when you do shave it down, it does come back thicker or fuller. I don't know how much truth there is to that. But he said, you have to, mm -hmm. you have to go through it. You have to go through the awkward, doesn't look too right stage. So, you know, right. even on my mustache, when I, I was trimming down the other day, and then the mustache, I'm like, well, wait a minute. We're just going to leave mm -hmm. the mustache for now. We're just going to keep that thicker for the moment mm -hmm. and, and just kind of see, we're going to kind of see what just happens here. Hmm. Yeah. As I said, there's a beauty to that too. And I'm, I mean, obviously what, like 20, 20 times, like, you know, we're wearing the mask a lot more. So I had fucked my beard up one day, like growing it out and it's just like slowly coming back and I'm looking in the mirror like, Oh shit, this looks terrible. But Oh, mask problem solved. <laughs> here we go. It has been a good, it, it really has been kind of a unique op opportunity for many of us to experiment with different grooming uh, mm -hmm. explorations that maybe we wouldn't have tried. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, because I think, yeah, we were both this kind of like clean cut, you know, type person. I mean, I still like, you know, like to keep the hair clean cut, but like the beard just to give us some extra depth. I, I remember the first picture on Instagram. I because I had because on your which by the way uh, follow at Carmelo Vision. Um, we'll get into your art and all that here in a little bit. But 
you know, you, have a, you don't post like every picture's you in it. You know, you're posting your art, you're posting your different explorations of Tokyo and Japan and things. Mm-hmm. So when you post a picture of yourself, it's like, you know, it doesn't happen every day. And I remember scrolling <laughs> and then I think it was you like in a Carnegie sweater, like mm-hmm. with this group of people, just with this full, just insanely nice beard. Mm. I'm just like, what? Wow, Carmelo Vision just totally hit the next level and just didn't give anyone any warning. He just he just said, "Hey, I'm here." <laughs> just, just just really just released the photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so how is Japan? Well, I mean, it's uh, Japan. Um, yeah, no, it's been good, man. Like, um, I've been here for three years so far. Went to immigration <clears throat> last month to renew my visa, so we're gonna put some more years on it. But I mean, overall, just I mean, of course, you know, just like being at home, like more so, like this past year or so. But you know, just like taking side trips here and there, traveling to new places, uh, you know, going through the motions with my job, working, shit. Like just really trying to get back in interviews. So it's just like a whole mix of like things. Yeah creating more creating more experiences and you haven't been the last time you were in the states was it when you were out here in la the last time i saw you was that the last time you were here yeah yeah that was it man i was like thinking you know choosing between la and tokyo and you know applying to different jobs over there and out here and then yeah landed in tokyo so yeah it's been three years man but you had been to tokyo several times before yeah, I think this is what my fifth time. Yeah, but I mean, I've been to Japan like probably ten times. Lived here twice, just back and forth. So, yeah. Could you dive into like a second home? Your second home, yeah. <laughs> You've been going there since yeah. you were young. Could you give us maybe the uh, or however long you want um, mm-hmm. a bullet point version of your what led you to Japan? Like, how did this all unfold? Because it's, it's obviously mm-hmm. a very special place to you. Right. Um, shit, like, I guess where to start even with that? Like, yeah, so I was taking Japanese class in high school mm-hmm. and just bombing it. Just like, just really, really terrible at Japanese. I mean, I don't know if I got much better, but yeah, I wasn't doing so good. And my teacher's like, my teacher, like his name was Mr. Fent. And basically he was just like, hey, I mean, do you really like, you know, want to, like learn Japanese or do you just want to like leave this class? Just like two options. And I mean, and, and again, Japanese is like the worst like marks that I was like getting out of any like class. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to like, you know, go all in. And so I went all in, studied my ass off, like highest in my class. And then one day he just, oh, actually, well, before that too. So, you know, I'm like starting to feel like there's more motivation for like Japan and my uncle. He was actually covering a game out in Tokyo because he's a journalist for the nba Mm. so yeah it was like the la clippers versus seattle supersonics and he's like hey you want to come out with me for a week to tokyo and i'm like 16 at the time and i'm like oh fuck yeah and you know we fly out here together he's covering the games i'm 16 he's like shane you can just do whatever you want like obviously he reflects back on that right now and he's just like i don't know if i should have gave you like so much freedom but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah, me 16, just exploring the city by myself, like learning how to take the train and just kind of just saturating myself into the city. Like it was this whole new experience for me, kid from Milwaukee, just uh, figuring it out. So, yeah, I think like that energy was just really the, the Kickstarter for like wanting to come back like this whole new different place. That's uh, first of all, I never had heard that about your teacher. So this is new to me. Mm-hmm. Pretty much that teacher is kind of one of the main drivers. So that and your uncle were mm-hmm. the drivers that, wow. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, so even after that too, like uh, the next year, like, you know, my teacher's like looking at my progress and he's just like, hey, you know, I'm really proud of you. Like, uh, do you really want to go to Japan? Like if you like write an essay for this one company, um, you could teach English out there potentially. Or you could like, you know, write an essay for this one and do a study abroad program. And so then I filled out both applications for like these different programs and I got accepted to both. And I'm like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then I choose the study abroad one the first year, and then I choose the, like, the teaching one the second year. So, 
yeah, right off the bat, like now I'm just like going back to back to Japan in the summertime, studying abroad and like working at English summer camps. So, yeah, that's like how it just kind of all snowballed. Wow. And then it was, uh, this is crazy, man. Now it's, now it's like how far back we go now. It's like, I mean, this had to have been yeah. eight years ago at least. You went over there to teach outside of Tokyo. Wasn't it like in some smaller area of Japan, like countryside Japan? Didn't you do yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So I was yeah. like in the, it's like just in the complete boonies, man. <laughs> like, you know, it was a year living in Vegas, just like this whole new experience and nightlife and 24 7, everything. And I mean, just anything on the fucking map. And then, <laughs> then I applied to go to Japan and, you know, I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be Tokyo. It's going to be like Osaka, which is like, a, like the second largest city. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, no, we're just going to put you at the very, very, very bottom, like just the most remote place in Japan. And yeah, house right next to like this giant potato field, like old man, like waking up every morning saying like, good morning and like the slowest <laughs> fucking dialect ever. Yeah. So yeah, I was like living there for three years and yeah, I had a great time there too. Wow. So we met all over the map. Yeah. We met in Las Vegas, by the way, which we'll get to that. Because if we start mm. talking about Vegas, then <laughs> it's going to be right. a lot of <laughs> a lot of interesting things. Um, yeah, yeah. So, what is it about? I mean, I, I pretty much through you is what I've learned or what I see on the internet. Because um, mm. correct me if I'm wrong, Tokyo's like gigantic, right? I mean, right. It's bigger than New York City, from my understanding. Is that accurate? In terms of yeah. I believe so, yeah. I forget the exact number, but yeah, I think it's a little bit bigger than or New York. So is it the energy of the city that really draws you and keeps you there? Or what, what, what is it, I guess, that, I mean, because you're still there now. Um, what, right. what is it you like about Tokyo so much? You don't have to name everything, but just, you know, maybe some, mm -hmm. some things. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, I mean, well, initially I was just kind of like this energy, like this, you know, kind of 24 7 city i mean even like living in vegas still had like this kind of like you know same energy as well but i'd say more so just the connections like you know just the potential connections of people who like meet i mean i always felt like living in a bigger city you're able to just network and like you know get to meet like a lot more people tokyo's a little bit more international so just even like the you know integrating with the international community um and just a variety of things really and like, you know, just being the hub of Japan that has, you know, like this kind of movement with design and like just the way they do things. I thought it was kind of cool just to get integrated in. And you are an artist of many sorts, designer. Many of uh, many sorts, man. Yeah. What were they? I don't know. What, well, a creative, creative genius, really. Um, <laughs> yeah. Tokyo. I mean, it had to have had an influence on your art, I would think. Wouldn't it, though? Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, well, I mean, the thing with Japan, too, is just, like, the attention to details. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, even just, like, getting involved with, like, a lot of the <clears throat> the projects at my web design job, uh, basically, yeah, just, you know, checking out the very small details and just, you know, adjusting and just making, like, this whole thing unified, perfect. At first, you know, I was just kind of, <clears throat> it was just too much in the beginning because it was just like a lot of back and forth, you know, with maybe the client, for example, and we're just like making a modification here, a modification here, a modification here, like, you know, really, really Japanese compared to the States, I felt. But mm. yeah, I mean, it helped me grow and just expand the way that I look at things and like the processes that I take. Oh, dog, by the way. Is that your dog? Yeah. Oh, dude, it that's amazing. You have a dog? Got a dog, dog, man, yeah. Dude, first you hit me with the beard, now you hit me with the dog, man. <laughs> you just release, you just release it in stages, man. <laughs> yeah. What else are you hiding? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. How long have you had the dog? Not to get us <laughs> too far off track. I'm just. Oh, so it's been about <clears throat> well earlier this year, I think, like since uh, March. Yeah, like um. So yeah, living with my girlfriend now, and you know, she just really wanted to get a new dog, and yeah, we just got this puppy, which has been a journey in itself too. So yeah, so the pandemic I mean, really has been good for grooming, exploration. Mm -hmm. People are having babies. 
and getting pets. Having babies and getting pets. <laughs> but I see you just check off the boxes for the grooming, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it kind of leads. I mean, to- unless you're hiding, unless you're hiding something from me, I don't know, man. Well, there may be a thing or two. No, not really. I mean, this is <laughs> this is my book corner. This is my salt lamp. Right. Shout out to Tyler who gave this to me as a, a gift. <laughs> I got a Jenga and a Scrabble board back mm-hmm. here. Uh, right, right. I haven't played either of them yet with anyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but no, it's um, in terms of uh, how's the designing and stuff go? I mean, really, we haven't talked in so long. Um, Mm-hmm. What's the creative? I guess what's what's the creative vibe for you right now? Are you designing a lot of your own stuff, or are you just focusing on client work, or you know, is there any? You're just kind of right. exploring everything, you know. So I mean, I think I'm at this phase too, where I've been like doing so much client work. I mean, even like so, I you know work. Um, I basically work like a nine to five, like a web design company at a web design company. And then, like, I also just do, like, you know, work here and there, just working for, like, personal clients. And, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, in this past month, just had, like, just an influx of work, like, from both, on, like, on both sides somehow. Like, you know, every, it seems like everything that I've been doing, like, before that, up until that point, you know, people were starting to look at it and just say, hey, let's give them more. <laughs> so, which is great. So, but, yeah, I've been just, like, stacking, stacking work and stacking work and then, finally just kind of realizing like oh man this is a lot of (laughs) i got like a lot of like you know just work for other people coming in which is good but then at the same time too just like really just assessing like okay maybe i'm kind of like just not really like having time for my own personal work so i guess like how do i get back to that or like you know how do i kind of find like that balance and you know from my own personal style my own personal like identity in my work like that yearning for it, like, oh shit, I really need to get back into this and just study and yeah, do it. Like one minute stories, for example, like, um, which is awesome. Buddy. Yeah. Like, yeah. So just jumping back into that and just, you know, plotting stuff out, like just taking old clips of mine and just editing them and just kind of like playing around with them and adding new features to them and seeing what else I can do with that. So, it's all boiling right now. It's like all just, you know, kind of coming together, marinating. But yeah, just making moves. The one minute stories, I always thought that that was genius. Um, what, what, what started you to do that? And what exactly, for people that don't know what it is, uh, the name says a lot. I mean, it's really, correct me if I'm mm-hmm. it's a one minute story. So it's a one minute story. Yeah. Not yeah, it was like me and three. So yeah, it was like me and three friends. Um, and personally, at that time, too, I was, like, looking looking for work outside of Milwaukee. I was, like, living in Milwaukee at the time and had my sights on just, the, like, the ad advertising industry there. Mm-hmm. And then also just, like, you know, seeing other jobs, maybe, like, in L.A. But, yeah, just, like, getting a lot of, like, just a lot of no's, like, when I was, like, sending my resumes out and reflecting with two other friends who were looking for, like, more creative work, kind of, like, with the agencies as well. and. And we're just like, man, like, the fuck are the secrets? Like, you know, what are they keeping away from us? Like, why can't we, like, what is it? Like, you know, about, you know, our work or whatever. And so we just, we, you know, had all these questions in mind, you know, as far as like creativity, as far as like, you know, what more we could do, how we could bring value, stuff like that. And then it just kind of morphed into a video. So we just interviewed each other. And then, yeah, we just created videos for that and posted it on One Minute Stories. And then we're like, oh, okay, how about we just interview, I mean, because we're all black creatives at the time. I mean, we're all black creatives, so. And, you know, growing up in Milwaukee, so it's just like, Milwaukee itself is kind of segregated. You have like, hey, it's kind of segregated by race in in a sense, although it's not. And then we're just like, yeah, what if there's just a way that we can like help other, you know, black creatives like, you know, coming up and like give them a place to network and just kind of come together. And yeah, we just went out into the community, interviewed business owners who had, you know, started their business and just wanted to get an idea of like how they developed their story, just to give inspiration to those who are starting out for the first time. So yeah, it was really like I'd say one minute stories, just, um, just uh, like I guess like a vehicle 
I don't know, it's kind of meaty and just to help other people realize their own potential as, as cliche as that sounds or just, you know, realize all the skills that, you know, they've developed and give them a place to connect with other people who are like in the same industry along the lines of that. Yeah, no, that's, that's dope. And you, you guys have even interviewed outside of business owners, right? I mean, you've interviewed. Right, right. Yeah, like, business owners, artists, photographers, yeah. um, shit. I mean, I even came to Japan and I had a friend who was like a fashion designer and she had this uh, brand called Fukushima Knit and just, you know, doing that. But I mean, just even like over time, just like seeing like how people like, you know, engage with it and, oh, wow, the story changed me. Or like, oh, wow, I never knew that this was possible. Like just reading those comments just, you know, inspired me just to do more and just like connect. I mean, I've always just been about connection, I would say, with everything I've done. Like, how do we connect people together and just, like, help them, hmm. you know, create creatively? Yeah. And I, now, now that you say that, yeah, I remember that. You did start that in Milwaukee, didn't you? Mm -hmm. Well, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Really cool. And uh, what I love about it as well, what's so great about it, um, I mean, it is what the name says. I mean, it's very... I know that sounds really simplistic to say like that, but it's, that's huge for branding. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you don't have to figure it out. It's like, it's a one minute story. It's right there. It's a one minute story. And with attention spans, especially now being mm -hmm. as short as they are, um, the fact that you can pack in some great information for someone in less than 60 seconds. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, it's a valuable thing. It's like, it's a nice little, one minute that's all i need like you know in between stuff or <laughs> whatever you know you get some quick inspiration real quick you know it's just not six, right, right. 60 seconds of watching a cat jump off a roof <laughs> onto a, you know some yeah. crazy funny internet especially recently yeah yeah right. yeah yeah especially today today now i think now it's just it's beyond wild wild west status i think the internet's just this it's really saturated it's crazy <laughs> We were, but, we were yeah, I mean, like going said, in the good like, days. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, go ahead. Oh, what's that? I said when oh, we were really getting Oh, man, it's the nice audio. <laughs> you go ahead. You go first. I'm going to sip my tea. You go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, uh, well, you know, even at that time, I'd say, like, what, 2015, we have more of this, like, longer forum content. And it's, like, slowly becoming, you know, the windows becoming smaller because people are realizing attention and uh, i mean i can't watch this one but i mean like this, this is like only 60 seconds like it's much quicker so yeah i don't know just like a bite of information i was having this and you'd be someone that i'd be because i met you uh early on in the social media days we met actually shout out to ross martin at uh, the social media film festival in Las Vegas. And maybe we're trans, <laughs> this is going to go into our Vegas history a little bit. Mm -hmm. But back then, what would that have been? I think that was 2013. I want to say And social yeah. media was around and yeah, it was popular, but it was nothing compared to what it is now. And I was, I, I've had this talk with a couple people. I feel like, even though how easy social media is to use now and how convenient and all the cool quote unquote uh, tricks you can do and technology we have with the phones. I felt like back then there was, there was more of a purity to it back then. I don't know what I mean by right. that, but it was like, it really was this type of community and you know, people like Ross Martin, you yourself, uh, shout mm. out to Kalila. We, I, you know, I met, uh, Kalila was at the social media film festival and like, and that, that, that event alone led me to this whole other world of film mm -hmm. and stuff, uh, which has a whole other. Well, that's when Eli started the whole, like, S what is this, that, uh, that led, whole video thing? This, I started doing film work for the social network show. Right. Cause I had met them there, which led to the social media show. <laughs> so. Right, 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 right. It's, I, I think a uh, uh, shout out to Vegas Wayne. I was telling Vegas Wayne, who was, you know, one of the hosts of the social media show. I'm like, man, I'm like, I kind of look back now. <laughs> and I'm like, mm -hmm. I almost feel like we were like peddling cigarettes <laughs> to people. Like, social media, man, social media is cool. Get on it. It's great. Like this, this, and this. And now we're like- We really were. 
<laughs> Especially living in Vegas. Yeah, I think I was even part of like what that uh the mashable social media week or whatever. And yeah, you know, just kicking it with random people. I think Demont, I yeah. forget the name of the group or finesse, yeah, and you know, just creating these events just around social media and geotagging and introducing exactly. like these new social media ideas and yeah, I mean yeah, we're just peddling cigarettes back then, man. <laughs> Social media cigarettes. Yeah. Man, and, th and one thing I will always be grateful for your and I's relationship, because you and I are like both freelancing at the time, you doing your thing, me doing mine, uh, whether it's social, film, photography, whatever it was, I'll never yeah. forget. And you and I did this on more than one occasion. But one story in particular, I actually was leaving a social media summit conference. Uh, I mm -hmm. believe it was at what's it called <laughs> Bally's I think it was Bally's All right. the thing about Vegas too man like I've been in Bally's a thousand times never knew they had this huge conference center up top on the top floor and that's that's the beauty of Vegas there's just always another hidden <laughs> realm you never knew existed layers layers in Vegas Wayne was having his birthday party it was called Hotel 32 at the Monte Carlo yeah that's right yeah and you're like, hey, are you going? I'm like, are you going? And like, we both had our cameras. We ended up just shooting video, shooting shots. I was kind of like your and I's first collab, if I want to think correctly on that. And that we ended up just it, making yeah. these videos of Vegas Wayne's birthday party. And like, but that's back when you didn't, not everyone had good iPhones. And not everyone, you and right. I were bringing the DSLR cameras everywhere we went mm -hmm. making content. Right, right, right. Now, you know, I tell people, right like, look, there. this is all you need. You don't need, you don't right. need that. But it, it, that, I guess that's maybe like talking it out with you. That's what I realized back then. There was like that purity of it was like, it really was an art. You know, mm -hmm. we were, it wasn't just about the video. It was like this big social media, artistic, digital sphere <laughs> that only a few of us wove in and out of. But now everyone's on. So <laughs> it's like... <laughs> doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, it's just like, you know, we, I felt like we had, like, hurdles to just jump. I mean, just even having that camera to – I mean, yeah, just like you said, just having this camera and, okay, I'm going to use this to take content, and then I'm going to upload it to my computer, I'm going to chop it up some sort of way, and then I'm going to send it to my phone, like, through some, like, kind of, you know, SD card or something like that. Yeah. But just the whole process behind it, and, like, now it's just like, oh, 15 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, that is kind of fascinating looking back at that. Yeah, for real. It's funny because in talking with you, I, real, I just realized that's what it was. It was, it was, it was kind of, I kind of took pride in it actually. It was like kind of this, you know, hey, like I'm, yeah. I'm a content creator. Like this is what mm -hmm. I do and it takes a lot of work. It's, and it still takes work, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But it's, yeah, now cr chung or cranking out content is, you don't have, you can do it way, way scaled down. You don't have to have all this other stuff. It's pretty simple to some degree. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, even for me too, it's just like I've moved to just even using my iPhone. It's like just the primary camera sometimes. I mean, just go in my bag real quick and get like some sort of tripod and then press play. I mean, press record and then there we are. Yeah. I always enjoy seeing yeah. your Instagram posts, just random Japan. Of course, it's always like some type of crazy design or something just really cool. Mm -hmm. like, oh, that caught his eye. I'm like that caught Carmelo Vision's eye. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you didn't you like, you took a break from social for a bit About was three it, months or? recently. And I'm thinking about yeah. now I started the podcast back up. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> Cause I'm going to do a podcast. You got to promote it, but it. Right. It's yeah, how was that? Like, how was that experience? I mean, you know, we're all talking about social, but like, how was just like that kind of shift from social just to, I don't know. It, it I mean, was, how, were you checking social media or like, were you just kind of like completely off of it? I went three months completely and I've done it before, but recently I did it recently. And, uh, mm -hmm. It it was profound this last time. And I think it's because I had been doing just the past year, you know, recovering from an injury, just doing lots of reading, right. meditating, spiritual work, yada, yada. I realized how much 
There's a few things. I realized how much of my senses I was not in tune with because literally the more you get plugged into this, this thing in the social networking, the, the less it's a reality that's not reality. And Mm -hmm. I realized how much of my life I was living through this phone and living, taking in all this information from other people on this phone or my laptop or wherever. When you, when you really get rid of it, there is that feeling of like, man, I'm not connected to people anymore. Right. You start to realize, and this is taking out the fact, yes, there is, it has been a pandemic and obviously tools like what we're using right now, Zoom have been pivotal, but you really start to get in tune with life again. And you really start to uh, really just feel your own thoughts and think your own things without getting bombarded with 10 million advertisements or what Johnny and Sue right. had for lunch today or what so-and-so thinks about this topic in the world. And it's like, I don't know if as humans we were meant to consume all that information at once. And, right. you know, I mean, getting into life philosophy, one thing the injury taught me was not only is life short, but life is extremely mm-hmm. fragile and it can change at any mm. time. And social media, it's cool. It's a tool. I'm trying and look, I've had days where I use it as a tool. I use it to post what I needed to message, whatever. But then there's days where I'm like, yeah, I spent about an hour extra than what I, <laughs> than what I probably right, should right. on that. Um, so yeah, I guess for me, it just, it does make you recognize when you get off of it, how you can live without it. No problem. <laughs> and that right right it's like life is i mean shoot we we really it's happened in our lifetime where we got to experience what life was like without it to a certain time and then we witnessed Mm -hmm. the evolution of it and now we're in full-blown mode whereas kids today they're born right into it you know what i mean like yeah it's like a part of life part of life so Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know if that really answers anything but it just I, i it's just the more i'm on it too it's like it's just after a certain point, it just hits me, man. I'm like, this just isn't healthy. Like, it's just not healthy. Even right. when I say, because I said when I was going to get back on, oh, I'm only going to get on <coughs> the, uh, checking messages once a day and mm-hmm. maybe doing a post here and there. But Which, even though like, the fact that just even say that to your, you know, people that you follow and shit too, right? Yeah. I mean, just, yeah. I mean, for, I guess for me too, it's just like, I have never like really completely cut it off yet, but I mean, of course, just realizing like those like things and like how it kind of just like potentially could dictate the way that I, you know, mm-hmm. interact with it. Like as far as photos or, you know, how many photos you put out or something like that. It's, it's interesting. I mean, just like that kind of like deeper look at it. Well, and it's, it's a double-edged sword because, you know, for mm-hmm. the content creator, it's inevitable. You have to be, I mean, where else are you going gonna... right. to, it's like, if you create content, that's why if I'm like, if I'm going to do a podcast, well, I'm not going to, it's not like I have a huge following of any kind. If you, now when you get to a certain level of any kind of that magnitude, first of all, you have other people running it for you. Second of all, right. uh, you can tell people, Hey guys, I'm just going to put my podcast on the samdeverpodcast.com. Check there once a week and you'll see yeah, of course, if I could Check do it that way, I would. <laughs> mm-hmm. I read this really good right, book. Right. Maybe I'll make this the book of the episode. Uh, it's called mm-hmm. Don't Watch This by okay. uh, Michael Rosenblum. Don't watch this. Really, really good, mm-hmm. especially for today's times. Like he, he worked in news and made millions in news, and he pretty much – or media. And he pretty much gives you the skinny, <laughs> like – how this is all right, right. manipulative and blah, blah, blah. But he did bring up the point at the end of the book. He he talks about the importance of having your own space online. Like, so your own website that you own. And we, we've known this for a while, mm-hmm. but yeah, using the saying like, hey, have that website that you own, that you drive people toward, but you use things like Instagram, you use things like Facebook or Twitter to get people to mm-hmm. go to your website. He goes, but don't mm-hmm. invest all of your time and energy into a platform you do not own. And that really right, like right. struck something with me. I'm like, yeah, he's right. Like if you invest all your 
energy and content into Instagram. And then for whatever, especially nowadays, you get your account removed mm -hmm. or Instagram just goes away. Right. You just lost your entire. Let's get out of that base. Yeah. I mean, I guess even for me too, like I, I always like have thought it, but I've never like actually 100% did it. I mean, I kind of do it, but just creating like, you know, your website and then like everything else, just like an expression of it. So I mean, like the type of stuff that I put on Instagram, you know, works on Instagram, but like it leads back to, you know, my website, for example, or yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not fucking with TikTok or any of these other ones yet, but yeah, mostly Instagram and I guess Facebook. Yeah, that's basically all I use nowadays. Yeah, TikTok, when I saw that at Sam Dever wasn't available, I said, nope, not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah, I said, yeah, but Damn it. Dude, if I don't have my branding, I'm done. Like, no, I don't need it. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> when TikTok's kind of an insult to the things you and I used to do, it's like, you know, what we were mm. talking about, like this creative thing. Now I look at TikToks, so I'm looking like, damn, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's on the phone. Um, it's an it, interesting platform. It's good. But like, yeah, at the same time, too, I, I just, I'm just not messing with it. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm old school now. Who knows? We're old school social medias. Um, I, I wanted yeah. to talk briefly, and I've had the privilege of working with you on several projects. Um, one thing I've always not, I mean, your end results, obvious. I mean, that's, of course, I love. But I've always loved, one of the main reasons I love working with you is the process of working with you. Mm -hmm. I love that beginning phase when I call you up or I text you and I said, Hey, <laughs> I, I, mm -hmm. I got this idea for a logo um, or this design, you know, mm -hmm. what can we do? And then we, we have that first mastermind session and like, I'll tell you basically mm -hmm. my head and then like all of a sudden right. you'll, you'll regurgitate in your own way and then throw your ideas and like here, but we can do this, 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 and this. And I'm just like, Oh, Carmela vision. <laughs> right right we're cooking uh is that is that what's your uh creative process like these days like yeah i would say yeah it's more or less the same yeah i mean I don't know, i'm just like a really curious dude so i mean like you know i talk to you and i really want to just like get to know exactly who you are and like you know i guess even like the road that you're living and like the direction you're going everything i just want to know all of this just kind of boil it boil it down to like this kind of I don't know, symbol badge, like spiritual badge, you know, into the universe kind of type energy into like a logo basically or, or whatever. I mean, if it's a design or whatever, but yeah, I mean, I just love just asking just a bunch of questions in the beginning. I love like learning the details about um, just everything, what the project is. Like, for example, I'm working on this like logo for a house in Sri Lanka. Hmm. Like, um, met this lady or this lady found my work on online or no, my friend actually introduced me to her and then she reached out to me. Uh, she's been living in Japan for 14 years, a Kiwi from New Zealand, and she is building a house in New Ze or in uh, Sri Lanka. And she's like, yeah, well, I want like something Japanese that has like Japanese characters in it with like a Japanese pattern. And I just really wanted to just represent, you know, this house that I have that I'm building. And I'm like, oh, fuck, this is amazing. You know? So wait, you and were then, designing her house, like? Oh no, no, just 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 the logo for the house. The logo yeah. for the like, house. She's designing a house, and I'm just designing the logo for the house. Yeah. Gotcha. No, but just even the whole process behind that too. Like, uh, she wanted just this calligraphy and like this Japanese waves pattern, and just combining that together. But doing my research on like how would you combine, you know, these kind of Chinese characters like on this um, in this symbol, and then reaching out to like these like reaching out to my friends and asking do you know anybody who knows calligraphy i get a hit somebody like you know gives me just this finished product already they're like i mean you can have it if you want it but yeah i mean just the whole history behind that and then doing research like on sri lanka too how do i combine like sri lankan elements into this logo and i don't know just polish it up and make it like really like an expression of like you know where she's coming like how it helps her with her house so yeah i don't know I'd be, i'm just really curious about all this shit and i mean even like researching the village in sri lanka where it is and like trying to understand like a little bit of their history 
and like oh shit, how can we just infuse that into this logo with like this japanese perspective i don't know that's it's terrible. fun man it's, it's so fun <laughs> so well no that's yeah. that's yeah i mean that's like from someone that doesn't do design or is just looking at it from the outside they go oh you just make a logo and it's like no right right the logo is just I'm, the end result of all the <laughs> deep work we just did behind it oh it's just gonna, it's gonna be something you just like jot down on paper right yeah i mean even like as i just described that too like i'm like looking back on it like oh, it sounds messy but i mean that's what it is like it's just, just kind of like this beautiful mess of just like, ideas and looking at certain things like okay this works that doesn't work okay how do we make this work and just yeah make it work and represent who you are so and you actually did the logo yeah. for this show which is right here or here <laughs> the sam logo you did the same around here somewhere yeah yeah the watermark that's going to be on here so yeah it's always that was uh, fun too man yeah that was the last one yeah so that's been colorful, colorful zebra print yeah. huh Colorful zebra. Yeah, I go, hey, man, have you ever seen that old gum that has the crazy zebra stripes? <laughs> yeah, that was like such a throwback when you told me that, too. Yeah. Like that uh, zebra gum, right? Yeah, the zebra gum, the Technicolor or whatever right. you would call Right, it. right. Yeah, it's uh, I guess for me, too, I just part, I mean, that's one thing, I guess, when it comes to content. Mm-hmm. Even I've had some epiphanies while talking to you on this podcast, so maybe it was. I'll go in, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, just uh, I do. I do enjoy the process of creating. I do enjoy mm-hmm. the process of starting something from scratch, and then getting to the end result. And then sometimes right. it's like sometimes the end result you keep building that up, and sometimes you're kind of like, ah, all right, <laughs> what do we do next? Right. <laughs> and that's that's a pro and a right. con on myself it's like you know probably should have focused on one thing more as opposed to just running all over the place with other stuff but at the same time it's Mm -hmm. fun to spill that creativity a bunch of different places yeah i was gonna say like just even additionally too it just always yeah i feel like more even more impact when you just kind of like go through like some sort of creative block like so even for example on that logo too like i think for what three weeks i mean she gave me the brief Mm-hmm. But for three weeks, just nothing was like coming to mind at all. Like I had things here and there, and like it just really wasn't coming out. And then I just woke up one morning. I mean, I did like some kind of like you know planning my day ahead type meditation activities and stuff. And then I just like sat down two hours, knocked out like just just the, like the chunk of the design. So is that your process? Do you do you like set aside time? Like okay, between this time and this time I'm sitting down and working on this logo or is it more like when the inspiration comes and you feeling it, all right, I'm diving into it. I mean, looking back on it, I would say it's more so like that inspiration. Like I have to, I feel like I have to create a space for myself to like start getting inspired to just, you know, create it in a way. I don't know. Cause I mean, of course I can just jump into it, but I feel like my best work always comes from ideas. Like, you know, just take a step back and just, let the ideas bubble up a bit and then just jump into it. Mm. But I mean, in order to create, I mean, in order to do that, I mean, of course I could just go on forever and like, you know, not think about shit. So, I mean, I have to like intentionally create this kind of like limitation, like this kind of, you know, space that, okay, we need to like do it from the set time, but don't worry about time too much. And, you know, just let the ideas bubble up and happen. Yeah, I relate. To, there was some uh, writer, I can't remember where I read it, but he said, and again, every artist works differently. I tend to think maybe I'm kind of in the middle, maybe like set time aside, but then there are times where you're feeling it more. But like you just, right, right, right. Like, who are you going to be thinking about it for five years? Uh, right. <laughs> one yeah. writer says that you can force creativity. It's like you you just do it like you just do it and once you, you start do it, it yeah then the creativity comes like it may not be there right away but just mm-hmm. the fact you get the ball rolling all of a sudden oh okay yeah here's some ideas and uh things kind of it's crazy i'm just gonna contradict myself right now too it's just like <laughs> as i was just kind of going through this creative block you know I, I literally did just wake up one morning i mean i thought you know how do i plan my day ahead but i really thought let's just fucking do it 
I mean, enough of this bullshit. Enough of this thinking bullshit. Let's just fucking sit down on like the white paper and just draw a fucking line. That's it. I don't know. And then, yeah, just doing that triggered this whole, you know, response. And then the whole thing came together. Like, dude, that. I mean, I bet there's truth to both of it, right? (laughs) There's the promo for the podcast right there. That was just 20 seconds of pure genius. (laughs) (laughs) Just woke up. It's true, though. Just woke up. Just fucking do it. I mean, enough of this bullshit. I mean, yeah, we can we can think and like you know, kind of bubble up with like this kind of inspirational shit. But then at the same time, too, it really comes just like down to the action and like how you mix and mix that up to create. Well, and see, I relate to that because there's times when you feel like you're not working on something, but you're really working on it the entire time. Whether it's been because mm-hmm. it, even on something like video editing, like I may not be editing the video, but I'm thinking about editing the video when I'm not editing the video. Right, 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 right. So I'm not even subconsciously, I'm assuming too, right? Yeah. It's just kind of, you start thinking about it and then, then I've had moments when you go back to it, it's like, boom, 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 boom. Cause I just, right. But it, it was working the entire time. So I, so yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying with that. So when you woke up that morning, it's not like you hadn't been doing anything. You'd been thinking about it. You'd been, your subconscious has been turning on it. And then all of a sudden it's just mm-hmm. like, like, Hey, right, right, right. right. Execution time. <laughs> right. I mean, like even like on the other end of the spectrum too, it's just like, I mean, even for just more, I guess, workflow type, you know, let's just say, say like a nine to five type shit is situation where you get like a new project in <clears throat> and it's like, okay, we need this, you know, done by next week. And, then sometimes I just feel like I'm just like, oh, okay, boom, let's just do like this job. But then I don't really like kind of feel like connection, you know, to it too. So like this type of, you know, project, even though I, you know, I, it's some good work of mine. I don't really feel like it really expresses. And I mean, I kind of lean more towards like, you know, what we talked about earlier. It's just like, I don't know, let's really sit down and think about this thing a bit and then just like get into it, execute. Yeah. It's dope, man. Shit, yeah, man. The, whole creative, the whole creative process is just, you know, interesting in general. I mean, that's what probably keeps me, keeps me at it. You know, curse out like, ah, oh, fuck, why can't I get this fucking idea? Or like, you know, why can't I do this? And then, oh, shit, this looks really fucking dope. Okay, I like this. Yeah. It comes in waves too, doesn't it? At least for me. At the yeah, time. yeah, yeah. No, definitely, man. Like, there's waves. It's wavy. Where, yeah, like, there was ways where... And I feel it's important, too. And uh, there's this one acting book I read. And he, this guy made a brilliant point. It was uh, William Esper's book, uh, his first mm-hmm. one on acting. And he, or one of them, he said at the end, uh, and this can apply to any creative thing, I think, mm-hmm. they got done with their year of acting school and they're about to have the summer off. And he told mm-hmm. them, I don't think he meant, like, don't think about acting at all and don't, if, don't work on it at all. But he said, Go out there in life, live life, have fun, go fall in love, right. go get your heart broken. Like, and that's one, see, that's one mm. thing my injury taught me. It's like, man, like, right. you do as a creative get, and I'm guilty of this, especially, I think, especially during the pandemic, all of like, when you can get right. lost in your own head sometimes, especially when you're in right. time and you have to go back out there and go back out into life and remember like, Hey, this is what inspires us and i feel some of the best projects i've been a part of like for example like a lot of people will say now's the best time for me to write something i will agree with that logically but for some reason for me sometimes when i'm the busiest is when the most creative stuff comes out and i realized it's because i'm living the most life i'm talking to the more people i'm doing more things and it just it's a product of doing all that so I guess there's really no right or wrong way for any of it. I guess it's just this crazy energy. <laughs> right. Different I mean, that's, a, that's a great point too. I mean, I, even with like the pandemic and stuff, just like how it just kind of affects creativity and just being inside and just like being in your head. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of feel like I'm just like slowly, yeah, just kind of escaping this type of bubble. Cause you know, you start to realize, oh shit. Yeah. I have been like kind of like in a bubble. Like I really haven't going out interacting and engaging like with so many different types of people and yeah i mean just like seeing the need for that and just you know going back out just like pop that creative block of bubble 
in a sense. And you're leading me to uh, another thing I wanted to cover with you somewhat. Um, mm -hmm. You've always been a guy to me that you live life. Um, you've told me, you know, definitely some good stories of over in Japan and fun time. Mm -hmm. uh, All right. You seem, you're a very social person. So I guess, I don't know, this could go one or two ways, I guess. I'm curious to see what the pandemic's been like for you. Um, right. Maybe anything you've learned about yourself or any insights. Um, and then mm -hmm. also, I don't know, maybe talk maybe a little bit about the way you look at life. Ah, damn, that's deep. <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't have to answer both. <laughs> Just, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, like, uh, so I guess, yeah, pandemic-wise, I mean, I think at this period, like, in my life, like, I, I feel like my, like, my sociability has kind of just, like, decreased a bit. I mean, I used to be just, like, talking to all these different types of people, but I think, yeah, once it initially, once that, that pandemic initially ha happened, like, I just, like, stopped going out, you know, as much as I did. And I, well, in a way, too, like, uh, you know, I have a girlfriend, plus, you know, I have a dog. Just kind of been like focusing like a little bit more like on that side too, but then just even realizing through that like like this kind of like balance between the way I live life, like you know if I'm like working, if I'm you know in, you know socializing, or if I'm just like having this you know family life basically, and just realizing everything, even like all the intricacies there, you know, just being inside a lot more, and just really asking myself like. I guess, what is the type of life that I want to live? I mean, shit, am I, like, close to my family as much, you know, being abroad? Or, like, you know, how do I just, you know, get closer to my family? Or, like, you know, how do I just balance the amount of work that I do? Because, like, you know, I love, I love creating shit. I mean, I'll never stop that. But really just realizing, like, how does it impact, like, just the relationships that I have, you know, even here. And, and then just even, like, looking towards the future and just, like, you know, thinking, okay, I guess what, can I do what can I do for like the people around me and just really just start starting to like pull the pieces back and just kind of rearrange them and you know, all this stuff. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, even though it's kind of a messy answer, but. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Just painting like this new picture and just, you know, what else can we do? I don't know. When life has seasons, right? I mean, yeah, right yeah. now seasons. Yeah. You're not out and about, as much right now, but you have a different lifestyle too. Right? Mm -hmm. You're living with your girl, you have a dog, which right, I think right, is right. awesome. It's like, enjoy that. Like that's part of life. Right, like, right, right. That's a beautiful experience. And uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. I think I'm learning too, like with what you're saying is just kind of just take the seasons as they come and just realize that right. nothing, nothing's permanent. Everything's going to change for better or for worse in one way or the other. Mm -hmm. and a lot of times it's not worse. It's oh, just, just going to change. It's just going to change. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just going to change. It's inevitable. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's definitely been beautiful for sure. I mean, like even just rediscovering or even discovering some other parts of myself too, like just getting motivated by that and inspired and, you know, even if a dog's, you know, the dog's way, you know, waking up and just like licking my face. All, and, like I just had zero sleep the night, the night before. Still just kind of embracing like this kind of, you know, different type of energy, like this different type of, you know, thing in my life. So, yeah, like just the subtle stuff of that or, yeah, I mean, just anything really. Yeah. How I'm approaching life. Yeah. Kind of become a feel, feeling stoic. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I've been like reading, what was it? Uh, the Marcus Aurelius, you know, stuff like that. Yep. Meditation. Like all these types of books. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So, oh, that might have to be. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm enjoying it overall, but it's just like, man, it's just, it's just crazy. Like, you know, once you just really peel back the layers of life and just like how things just, you know, flow, and then just like getting inspiration from that, even or, or just like letting it be and just like kind of watching it and just, yeah. Well, and first of all, I think I think Marcus Aurelius' Meditations is going to be the book of the episode now that you mentioned that one because that yeah, so good, yeah, so good. Um, I am, and maybe where are we at on, we got, you know, a little bit of time here. I, um, 
Because, you know, we, we kind of tapped into a little of our Las Vegas experience. I, I will never forget mm-hmm. that day where we had chicken sandwiches at the Spearmint Rhino. Oh, that was one of the best days, man. That was one of the best <laughs> days. That's when I knew you were down. We were both from the Midwest and like, hey, man, we yeah. should really hang outside of this. And I'm like, hey, uh, <laughs> go to the Spearmint Rhino and have chicken sandwiches. <laughs> I've, told, I've told way too many people that story. Like, yeah, you know, like one of my boys, like, you know, went out to Vegas and met him for the first time. He's like, let's go experiment around and get some chicken sandwiches. This it's is like the best, two in the afternoon. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Two in the afternoon, complete brightness outside, darkness inside as soon as you close that door. Like a dungeon with just lights pointed at the stage and strippers dancing. And, and then just this chicken sandwich comes out on this plat, you know, this tray. Amazing. And it was $5 at the time. I don't know what they run. Which now. is a fucking deal. For Vegas. <laughs> it's a deal. Hell yeah. Granted, we didn't, we, we didn't really get any dance. We didn't do any dances or anything like that. We're just strictly there for like just the sandwiches, but much worth it. Yeah. What's crazy is, is I met you literally, literally at the end of my party phase. Like I was already out of it. Uh, I might have been, if I was in it, it was a very low trimmer, like a very low, very low. But if I would have met you a year earlier, (laughs) Mm -hmm. maybe we may not both be here talking. I don't know what. Nah, I look back at some Vegas stuff I did, and I'm just like, I'm just like, it was stupid. It was was a fun, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm lucky to be here. I'm sure, I'm sure if we would have met like just a year prior, like we would have had like a frat house still to this day or something like that. I don't know. Maybe some crazy shit. You would have moved into <laughs> the Rat Pack house <laughs> where I was at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, because I was, I was a fucking like, party animal and shit too, especially like living in Japan and doing fucking nightlife out here like till like what, 3, 4 a.m., 6 They party hard out there, don't they? Just as hard as Vegas, man. <laughs> <laughs> Similar type of vibe, yeah. Tons of drinks and like all this shit, but yeah, I mean, I'm not really clubbing anymore. I did. Well, and see, that was that was the point. Or go ahead. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, just more so, just chilling at bars and you know, just like just talking to people and. I mean, listening to good music, of course, but not fucking. Just like my ears are just fucking like bleeding the next morning. Yeah, none of that shit. I just had so many moments on a nightclub dance floor, just just deer in headlights. <laughs> you don't know what's what. You're just looking at the DJ and <laughs> DJ's DJ's always looking at you too. I always feel like the DJ's always looking at you. Just probably does one of those points just to everybody in the crowd, just to give them that experience. Well, and even like post party, I I got and this is when I really started getting into filming in the club and stuff like I loved it. Like I, I have to credit filming in the club as a huge part of my film education. Like, and it, I wasn't drinking while doing that. So it, it caused right. me to talk to people with not that liquid quote unquote courage. Um, mm. Yeah. Oh, filming in the clubs were amazing. I mean, so I think, I think, yeah, we did it at one point. It was uh, that, that artsy club in Vegas. I forget the name of it. The artisan. I think we did. Yeah, no. I think we, maybe we somebody had an did. event or something like that. Yeah, we, you and I would. We did more than one event. We were at. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, those those are always great moments. I mean, just like even the way that when you're like not drunk, and just like kind of being in this club and like just watching the energy unfold, and you have oh. this camera just capturing all this shit. Like, it's amazing. It's magic. Yeah. It is magic. And I and I, you know, I guess the point of going back to some of these and what we're talking about the seasons of life. We could not recreate that today. I know I personally couldn't because, A, you know, I don't move like I once did. B, (laughs) I can't stay up Mm -hmm. like I once did. Uh, You know, it's like that was that era of time. I appreciate it. I got so much out of it. I met incredible people. I still talk to some of those incredible people. And it's like, but uh, that era is over. Why would I ever even go back? So I'm like, man, that was a great era. But now... Mm. gonna be a new era coming what's the new era and just like and just learning to accept that and be present with it mm. you know what I, mean? I go i'm just using your girl and your dog as an example it's like 
No, it's yeah, phase, for sure, man. man. Yeah. It's the phase. Enjoy it. Like, enjoy that shit. Like, yeah, I feel, and I feel like, I mean, maybe you, maybe you do it, or maybe somebody watching this does it. Just come up with a a series called "The Seasons of Life." Mm. That'd be a dope podcast. That would be dope. Like, just talk about like an era of your life, or interview people about eras of their life. Like, old people, young people, just this whole amalgamation of just different fucking perspectives. Yeah. I actually really like that. Okay. Really good Checking idea. my social to see if it's like on here right now. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get that social media secure or real estate and shit. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm sure you're the same way. How many social media brands have you gone and created Instagrams for that you never touched? <laughs> I know. Lot, I, have, yeah. so. I think I even have just like a bunch of fucking like domain names too. Oh yeah. I mean, of course, like the the main ones I have, but yeah. Like maybe I'll have an idea for this later. Let me just reserve it though. Yeah. Well, dude, man, um, we're getting to about that point. This has been an incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's everything I could have ever wanted <laughs> with Carmelo Vision. Yeah. On a podcast. Always we, good conversations. Yeah, and you know, I, I foresee us doing more in the future. Um, just a couple kind of exit questions here. When's Carmelo Vision coming back to the United States? Shit. I mean, I'd say next year, probably early next year. Like, definitely getting that cabin feeling moment. I haven't been back in three years. I mean, I've just watched America unfold through social media and like family stories yeah. for good and for the bad. But I mean, just overall, just like, I just want to go back, just eat just a just a nasty fucking cheeseburger. I don't know, just just something terrible. And the food, the food out in Japan is like so amazing. But I just want to go back and just enjoy some like really just greasy food or something. You just hit on something now that I want to ask you about <laughs> the differences yeah. between Japan and the United States is obviously I think health is probably one of them. It's just a lot healthier lifestyle over there. Isn't it in terms of food choices? Yeah. I would say more or less. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. People have longer yeah, lifespans. I mean, fish. Well, I mean the, the, the type of, I mean, it depends on like the type of food that you make, but I mean, overall, like, yeah the food just feels healthier like more vegetable i don't know it just feels healthy overall i'd say like less sugary not processed. like being back in the state not processed i mean that's, that's the word i was looking for yeah like i cook every night basically rather than just kind of buy like this kind of you know quick meal that i would definitely do back in the states but well, I think I've been FaceTiming with you before and you'll be like, you'll have your head buds in like, hold on, man, hold on a second. You'll go in somewhere and you can just like grab, I mean, to us it would be, it's not cheap quality, but it's cheap in price, sushi and stuff, but it's like really mm. high quality. Like, oh, right, right. Great sushi for like five bucks <laughs> over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean like you go to these, I will like these uh, sushi go around. I don't know if you've seen those before. It's like I think a I've sushi seen, and a conveyor yeah. belt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, even those, like, you get two, like, those nikiti pieces, like, maybe salmon, maybe, you know, uh, tuna, something like that. And that's, like, what, $2? Or, like, not even $1, $1.50. And much cheaper. Like, I've had sushi at least, what, <laughs> three days out of the past week? Which, I mean, I, maybe I shouldn't eat so much, but fuck it. It was great. Season. Sam. Seasons, man. Yeah, yeah. Seasons. But... It was good. That's dope, man. Well, uh, I did this on the last podcast and maybe – actually, I did it on the last two. Um, kind of just giving the floor to you if there's any – I don't know. It can be anything. If it's a book you've read recently, a podcast you listened to, something that inspired you, a thought you've been having, any type of thought piece you can leave us with, like anything, anything that's been on your mind. Um, can be inspirational. It can just be nothing. It could be whatever, like something <laughs> that you can kind of just leave us with. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should have prepped that before, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shit. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, it's just like just resulting from this conversation, just the seasons of life. I mean, just, mm. just enjoy them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as simple as that. I mean, don't, I mean, it's so easy just to get caught up in things and think about things and like 
you know, think that you have to do so many things, but just really just taking a step back and just embracing, yeah, those seasons and just like how things unfold and just appreciating it. I love it, man. And if people want to follow you or see your work or get in contact with you, what is the best way to do that? Carmelovision.com, Carmelovision on all social media, except for TikTok. Um, yeah, it says C-A-R-M-E-L-L-O, Vision. Yep. .com. Get, get your world Carmelovisioned. Yeah. Get your world Carmelovisioned? Yes. Yeah, or something yeah. of that nature. But, dude, it has been so great talking with you. Um, before we end here, I want to just do a quick screen grab picture. Smile for the camera, if you can. Or whatever you want to smile. This is for the gram. One, two, three. Oh, you want to do one? It froze on me. Sorry. One, two, three. All right. Nice. All right, my friend. Well, hey, dude. So good to see you. So good to talk to you. We'll be talking again, hopefully, sooner than later. But until then, my friend, you're one person I talk about, uh, not that they know you directly, but Mm -hmm. you're one of those people to me where you and I can go two, three years, even if we don't say a word to each other through anything. Right, right, right. But the second we see each other, it's like, I saw you five minutes ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it feels like, yeah, we never left, yeah. And that, to me, is the beautiful part about, like, relationships in life, is having these connections and relationships with people, like... I know you're, you're in a season, I'm in my season, and sometimes our seasons, you know, we collab. <laughs> right, right, right. I got a new season to go to, you got a new season to go to, but I'll see you again. <laughs> I'll see right. you again. It's coming, man. Greek trip. Yeah, we forgot to talk about 40. that, but next time. By 40. You know, well, right, yeah, no, by 40. We both said by our 40th birthday, because I'm 34 and a half now. Mm-hmm. Crazy to say. So I'll be 35 in March. Damn, that's crazy to say. But 40, man, hopefully the world is more stable. We're, we're doing about 40. Yeah. Recently, I mean, this is, a really, this is a really quick aside, too. But like, I think I am leaning towards going to, I don't know, Europe or something like that just for a couple months. Just to post up and just, I don't know, see some shit. So like Greek, I'm thinking Greece, Italy, and Turkey, maybe. Maybe like the Holy Trinity. That'd be so dope. Next thing you know, Carmelo Vision moves to Europe. All right, yeah. Seasons. Yeah, European seasons. Seasons, man. Well, brother. Like, I love Japan, but yeah, I could see Europe. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> it will happen. And you'll be back in LA. You'll be back. I'll see you here. Oh, we for got sure, some man. more LA stuff to do. Oh, yeah. It's more beach sessions. Maybe we'll swing through to Vegas afterwards. <laughs> oh, for sure, man. <laughs> All right, brother. Will you take care of yourself over there? Enjoy time with your woman. Enjoy time with your dog. Many blessings to you. Wishing you safety and peace. And keep the creativity going. All right, man. Peace. All right. Take it easy. See you later.